Hello friends, welcome to Teenage Talks. I'm your host Dr. Chaya Nair, presenting another important episode, Decision Making. People often say that they find it hard to make decisions, but we have to make decisions all day, starting from what to have for breakfast, what to wear, and many other things. These kind of trivial decisions do not affect us. It doesn't really matter what we have for breakfast, whether it's a sandwich or uh, idli. It doesn't really matter whether we wear a blue top or a yellow top. But there are bigger decisions like career choices, which college to choose, do I listen to my peers, do I listen to my parents, etc. When faced with a tough decision, it is common to feel overwhelmed, anxious and stressed. Some people put off making decisions by searching for more information and getting other people to offer their recommendations. Regardless of how important a decision is, good decision-making skills are useful in life, especially if you feel indecisive about something and it is getting you down. To enlighten us on this topic, we have with us a very eminent counsellor who teaches life skills, which includes decision-making and assisted many teens and adults in taking decisions. He is a behavioural scientist, written many booklets on human behaviour. He is the chairman of Banjara Academy, and conducts many courses, the most important being Diploma in Counseling Skills. He lives in Bangalore, he is none other than Dr. Ali Kwaja. And without much ado, I welcome Dr. Ali Kwaja. Good day, Dr. Ali. Let's get started. Yes. First of all, what is decision making? Okay, decision making is, <clears throat> whenever you are faced with a situation, where you have multiple choices, where you know that you have been given the freedom or the independence or the authority, that you can select something. As you were just now saying, it could be something as simple as what to have for breakfast. It could be what uh, shirt to wear today, going all the way up to what career, where do I study, where do I live, how do I form relationships. All these parameters come into decision making. But decision making primarily is that uh, you know skill by which I decide out of the various options available to me which would be the best option. So, what are the factors involved in making decisions? Yes, uh, let me just quickly uh, also recap the fact that uh, till probably you come to teenage or till you come to the end of your schooling. Uh, most decisions are made by your parents, teachers, elders. They tell you what to do. And they don't really give you much of choices. I do wish that they do and they start early. Because if you know elders, parents, teachers allow younger children also to start taking decisions on small, small things, the skill of decision making builds up. Anyway, by the time a child comes to adolescence, as we have mentioned just now, Maybe a simple thing like uh, you know, narrowing down to a career. So, okay, I finished my basic schooling. Now, what are the subjects that I should study? Which is the board of uh, you know studies which is most appropriate to me? Which is the school or college that I need to uh, go to? How do I you know decide on these, these, these factors? So, this starts coming in. Now, as far as what are the most important uh, factors for decision-making is uh, concerned, the primary thing is to start with having information. See, if I do not have sufficient information, and this is what I see in a lot of people, that they have insufficient information and therefore they land up taking wrong decisions and then regretting, oh, I didn't even know that such an option existed. 
So anybody having to take any decision, it's like I want to buy a shirt. The more the number of shops or malls I know, the better will be my ability to select the right shirt. So if it can be for such a small you know, decision, for major decisions, you can understand that we need to have all the possible information. Here a word of caution. In today's world, there has been an explosion of data. So a lot of information may not be genuine. So my second step would be to filter and remove those options, alternatives, or information which are not highly credible. Once I have that, the second, perhaps very, very important factor is to take life in your control, to say that I am going to take my decision and whatever happens, I'm going to face the music. If I succeed, it is my success. If I fail, it is my failure. Only people who take that you know, control of themselves, who don't pass the buck, who don't expect others to do things for you, they are the ones who do the best of decision making. Once that has been done, you know, start evaluating the pros and cons of each option. What happens if I do this? What are the plus points? What are the minus points? Second option, third option, fourth option, as many. For those who cannot select, supposing I have 10 options available to me, sometimes it's not that easy to take a decision which one to select. So what I recommend is do a reverse elimination. Go through all the 10, find, get all the data and information about all the 10, and you'll get some idea that no, I, option number four or option number seven, not all that great. So I remove that. Now I have only eight to decide between. Then I do a little more extensive uh, search and then I come to the conclusion that option number two and option number six also are not all that great. Or I'll keep them in reserve if I don't find anything better. Now I've come down to six options. So that way a reverse elimination very often helps in you know, taking the right uh, decision. Once you have done that, then bounce it off from people who are knowledgeable and neutral. By saying knowledgeable, those who know about the subject or the issue for which I need to take a decision. And secondly, they should not be biased. Somebody will say, no, no, do only engineering. You'll get a very good uh, career because I have done engineering and I'm earning big money. Or I did not do engineering and I'm regretting it. So do not talk to people who have biases. Talk to people who are neutral and who are at the same time knowledgeable of the subject. Once you have done that, check out what is the worst that can happen. Supposing I fail, do I have plan B ready? Keeping plan B ready, go ahead and set a time frame. If I still have time to take the final decision, let me utilize it to keep on revising, reviewing, getting more information. If it has come to a point where I have to take the decision, now, make sure that I have plan B ready and jump into the water. That is, take the decision with a lot of, you know, re-energizing yourself, giving yourself positive strokes and telling yourself that, yes, I'm going. People who take decisions in a positive frame of mind inevitably find their progress much better than people who take a decision but who are not sure I'm taking this, but I don't know whether this will work out. Supposing it doesn't work out, 
if you go in with that frame of mind, you may not succeed as much as you are capable of. So, collecting the information and then reverse elimination and talking yeah. to people who are knowledgeable, who are without biases and yeah. then have plan B ready. Yeah. What is the role of intuition? Oh yes, we often keep talking about intuition and in certain ways it is a little you know, controversial because some people agree, some people don't agree. The lately medical science is talking a lot about this, you know, gut being a small uh, brain by itself. But yes, there is a factor called intuition. And I personally would recommend that don't ignore your intuition at the same time. Don't take decisions entirely based on intuition. Use intuition as a means to think. Intuition gives is like an uh, alarm clock or a warning bell. Once you wake up with that alarm clock, you are now conscious and you are able to think. Now, supposing the intuition is telling me that if I take this particular decision, there is a danger. I may not succeed. Don't just you know, get put off because your intuition is telling you. Then use your logic. Okay, my intuition has warned me that I may not succeed. So what are the possible ways in which I may not succeed? Where are the areas where I may uh, fail? So intuition will help me to think deeper and to probably take a better uh, decision. At the same time, let me also tell you, intuition is not impulse. Impulsive thoughts that come in, people jump at it. Oh, I have, this is so great. I've just seen this and I've realized I can do very well. That's not intuition. That is impulse. Impulsive actions and impulsive decisions can be very, very harmful. But using intuition to take decisions can be very useful. Supposing it is reasonable to take one decision, but your intuition tells you not to go ahead. Yeah. Then what? Yeah. yeah. So now I have alternatives A, B, C, D. I do my logical you know, calculations and analysis. And something is telling me that option A would be the best. My intuition is somehow telling me that, no, I should go for option C. As I said, I must not ignore it. If you keep ignoring your intuition, your intuition stops warning you. Your intuition gets suppressed. So allow your intuitive thoughts to come up. Record them. I am getting this intuition that option C is going to be a better decision. Then again, put back your logic and say, in what way could it be better? Can I do a little more exploration? Have I missed out on something about option C because of which I have not considered that as the first option? After doing all that, finally, you have to go by cold logic, which is going to be the last factor in your decision making. How do you differentiate between intuition and impulse? Yes. Impulse, as I just mentioned, is something which comes at a spur of the moment. And it comes, you will generally, if you look back at impulse, it is triggered off by something. I meet somebody or I read something or I have some experience and impulsively, you know, my brain seems to be telling me, no, 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 this is not okay or that is much better. Go ahead and do this. Whereas intuition is something slow, relaxed, cold. There will be this 
time and again this thought coming into me that why am I not considering option C? What have I missed out in option C? Something is telling me, I don't know what the logic behind it is, but something is telling me that I'm ignoring option C and I should do it. So you see, intuition spreads over a period of uh, time and gives you time to think, gives you that little pinpricks which says that, hold on, I've got something to tell you, which is not the case with impulse. It just comes in a flash. Yes. Whenever you get that impulsive or flashy decision, put it away. Record it somewhere, either in the mind or on paper, and say, no, I'm not going to take an impulsive decision. I'm not going to do something hurriedly just because there's this overwhelming thought that this is what I should do. Are teams capable of taking right decisions? That's a very good question. As I started off by telling, if small children are given the autonomy and the decision-making skills from a very early age, a small child is being taken out by the mother and the mother has washed and ironed three shirts. Generally, the tendency will be pull out one shirt and give it to the kid and say, come on, put this on, we have to go out. If the mother can take a little bit of time, open the cupboard and show, there are these three shirts which are washed and ironed. Uh, the green one, the brown one, and the blue one. Which one would you like to choose? If the child is not choosing and saying, no, ma, you only decide, that should be a warning bell. That as the child grows, the child will not take the uh, responsibility of decisions. So start teaching. Telling the child, no, I will wait. You decide. Sometimes, as we were saying just now, the child may take an impulsive decision. Okay, give me the blue one. Give the blue one, no harm. Later on, ask the child, why did you select the blue one? If the child said, yeah, that was you know the first one there and it looked nice, so I took it. Again, caution the child. No, you have to look at it deeper. Or if the child says even something like, my friends are wearing blue, so I decided blue. No, you should not do it for that. Next time, again, give the child. I'm taking a very, very small example, but it starts from there. We spoke about what to have about breakfast. If you give a child within parameters, of course, that, okay, we can have idli or we can have dosa. These are the two options available to us. Which do you prefer? And make the child come out with answers why that particular decision was taken that you wanted dosa or you wanted idli. If that is done, by the time the child comes to adolescence, and actually has to take some serious decisions of uh, uh, life, you will find that many of them have learned that, which is what we say generally about all the life skills, that children, by the time they come to adolescence, should have had sufficient input into all the life skills. But decision-making is also one of the very important ones. And I also connect up decision-making with problem-solving. See, taking decisions when everything is going smooth is easy. But when there is a problem, oh. so what happens if there is no shirt which has been washed, all the shirts are dirty, that's a problem. And the decision that has to be taken there is a very difficult uh, one. So do I postpone going out? Do I quickly wash and iron it or something? Do I borrow a shirt from my uh, neighbor? If a child is encouraged to do out-of-box thinking, 
there are always some options available. And if the child learns that, yes, I can take a decision of borrowing from the neighbor or postponing my going out so that by the time we can wash the shirt and keep it ready, whatever it may be, that is when the child you know, starts developing that autonomy and developing the skill of decision making. So it starts from home and from childhood. In fact, even the research yes. shows that children who are supported in making decisions will be more confident and will have more self-esteem and be able to take right decisions at the right time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So whether it's a child or whether it's an adolescent, reinforcement, positive yeah. strokes, giving that you know confidence and that uh, you know patting of the back and stuff like that really goes a long way. These days, many teens are addicted to social media, and there is so yes. much so much going on in social media. How how do the social media influence teens' decisions? Yeah. I have been a believer that any form of addiction, be it to social media, be it to substance abuse, be it to you know clinging on to friends or the peer group or whatever it is, any form of addiction is an indicator that the child is not able to take his own decisions. For example, how do I utilize my time? I know of children who will go and hang around with a group of friends and come back and say it was so boring. You know, They were all talking about cricket and I'm not at all interested in cricket. Then why did you spend an hour with them? Because I don't have any other friends. I don't know what to do with myself. So at least I went there and the time passed off uh, very well. So you see how it goes? The same thing happens in social media. What has happened is that these children of today, they are all what we call as digital natives. They have grown up in a digital world. So it is the most convenient thing for them to do. Maybe in our uh, days, if we wanted to bunk out or go for some entertainment, we would have had to go to a cinema theater and watch a movie. But then that required permission to go out or escaping from the elders or bunking classes, paying money to buy a ticket, having the fear of getting caught. Here, now that everything has been condensed into the six inches of the smartphone, it has become very, very easy. And the pandemic has further increased it because even studies uh, switched over to the electronic uh, media. So children were told, children who were earlier told, don't spend time in front of the screen, were actually told, spend time in front of the screen yes. because you'll be missing out on learning and classes and whatever it is. Now that has to be slowly undone. So if we can use this thing of decision making, if we can instead of scolding a child who's getting addicted to social media, sit down and explain to the uh, child what are the options available. The more alternatives and options we give, the better will be the decision making. I have come to know that there is a sports club nearby I don't mind dropping you there in the evening or on Saturdays. Would you like to go and spend time there? So you know what we are doing? Instead of telling the child, don't be on the social media, we are giving a better option that you can go and play some games, you can meet new friends, you can do this, this. The more we do it on the positive side of providing options, the better is the chance that we can wean away a child from any form of social media. Sometimes children want to do what their role models have done. Yeah. So, how do you deal with them? There again, I think the elder generation has a role to play. See, I belong to that generation where 
whether it is in school or sometimes even in houses or everywhere their offices and public places everywhere for example there would be a photo of mahatma gandhi there would be a uh, photo of uh, swami vivekananda or sardar patel or whatever um, it is now when that used to happen these had those role models to look up to unfortunately what has happened today is that there are no worthy role models one or time you can take some name like okay dr abdul kalam did this 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 even he is getting outdated people are already forgetting him today in this era whom do you point out as role models since we have failed what happens is their role models have become cinema stars sports uh, uh, stars all types of you know celebrities in music or something like that and then of course they think that is what is life and they hear all sorts of stories how these people are making millions and billions and how they are so popular so i would also like to do it i become a youtuber and i get a million followers and i make so many millions and billions it is you know something which is quite alarming here again i would say the best thing to do is to look for alternative role models show the children and the children also i would tell you explore and see they may be a minority but there are wonderful people it could be your own grandfather it could be a teacher who you know lives an impeccable uh, life and upholds the highest of uh, uh, values look at them as role models and then start working towards how you will imbibe those qualities in them in yourself is the right decision will be which is taken with the rational mind free from bias and emotions and external pressure ultimately yes ultimately that's all yes so first as well, as we mentioned collecting the data finding out what is good yeah checking out with good role models even to some extent you know be dictated by your heart i know that if i go to certain such place to study i will enjoy it because the environment there is good or i have friends i know that if i take up this career i am going to really enjoy because i am very passionate about this 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 uh, factor take that into account but finally after getting all the in- inputs after doing all the pluses and minuses and listening to your intuition and listening to knowledgeable people finally it does boil down to cold logic yeah, so finally can you give just three tips ali to teens how to take decisions just how to take the right how, right how to take decisions the first one uh, would be resist this thing called peer pressure all sorts of uh, information that is coming on the internet and this and that because that can pull you down badly that it means avoid what we call as the herd mentality tell yourself that i am a intelligent capable human being i am old enough and i will take the decision and i will you know pay the price for it even if i take a wrong decision that is the first step the second step is give yourself time never take an impulsive or quick decision unless there is some reason that there deadline and i have to do it and these deadlines also come because of procrastination i know of children who finish their 10th standard 12th standard whatever it is and then when they are told tomorrow is the last date for admissions then they decide which course to select or which subjects to select so always make sure that you have enough time start as early as possible decisions that are made through long term thinking 
even let's say you are an 8th or 9th standard right now, start thinking about what you're going to do after 10th or 12th. Those are the people who do well. So resist peer pressure, take time and take, you know, start planning much before you have to plan, you have to take the decision. And the third one is always have plan B ready. You never know, despite all your best efforts, you may not succeed in whatever is your goal or whatever decision you're making. Don't get depressed. Don't get let down. I, I wanted to be a doctor. I studied very hard. I took coaching. I gave the neat exam. But finally, I did not get a seat in MBBS. If you have alternatives and options, which are also thought over for a long time, you will say, okay, I'm going to miss being a doctor, but I still know that I'm going to make a meaningful profession or vocation for myself. So these three are absolutely essential to be forward. Thank you, Ali for throwing light on this subject. And it's not only teens, even adults find it difficult to take decisions. And I'm okay. sure even adults who listen to this podcast will be benefited by that. Thank you once again. You have been you. our resource person for a long time. And I'm sure you will be our resource person even in future. Thank you. Sure. Thank you and bye-bye. My dear listeners, life is a matter of choices and every choice you make makes you. Your choices define your life. Every decision you make becomes you, said John Maxwell. So think well before you take a decision. Here are some questions to ask before making a decision. What is the right, safe thing to do? How will it affect me? Can I deal with outcomes and consequences of this decision? Is it physically, emotionally or mentally okay with me? Is my decision being affected by opinion of others? peer pressure, etc. Should I sleep on it? How will I feel about myself and my decision afterwards? What does my heart say? Should I get advice? If so, from whom? So please ask these questions before you take a decision. I am sure when you listen to this podcast again and again, you will be able to make the right decisions at the right time. Thank you once again and I'll see you in my next episode. Till then, be smart and keep fit. Thank you.